Welcome to Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm Bob. And I'm Phil. And we welcome you to our podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm Bob Mossing and I'm here with Phil Mosier. Phil, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Bob? Good to see you. Yeah, I'm doing well, too. Thanks. We also have special guest, uh, guest Steve Kiefer from the Kiefer Foundation. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Bob, and great to see both of you, Bob and Phil. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think Phil met you at the, <clears throat> excuse me, NETS conference um, in Ann Arbor. Phil, do you have anything to say about uh, that conference? Yeah, uh, Steve was uh, one of the uh, keynote presenters at the NETS conference, and his, uh, his, his, his message is very impactful. It's, it's, and it's very important. And, and Bob, as we always say, we talk about driver distraction and we will continue to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. We just have to keep beating this drum because it's an issue. It's one of the major issues on our highways. And Steve has a great message that, uh, that he can share with, with us here, which, uh, Steve, I just appreciate you taking the time to, to, to be on here with us. Thank you both for spending so much time talking about the uh, the dangers and the importance of uh, highway safety and specifically uh, uh, distracted driving. And um, it's obviously a, uh, an issue that's near and dear to my heart and my family's heart. And I'll, I'll tell you more about it uh, here in just a minute after we get through the intros here. Yeah, no, that's great. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Um, Phil has said this a number of times, and Steve, I think that you support this, and this is a big part of your mission, but um, Phil has said... Um, you know, when people, when drinking and driving was a big problem on our roads, um, everybody addressed it. You know, MAD got involved, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, um, harsh penalties were out there, um, loss of license, everything was thrown at it to really make uh, drinking and driving um, um, something that's no longer a social norm. Uh, we have similar problems on the road today with people using their cell phones and other distractions, you know, causing a lot of crashes out there and people are getting injured and, and worse. Um, and I think that you do a, a big part, and, and you'll probably talk more about this, about um, trying to get legislation passed to um, have distracted driving laws. Um, where, where do you see that as far as um, what you think needs to be done to, to have harsher penalties for distracted driving? Yeah, well, let me um, let me just start with just a little bit of background information for your listeners, because um, I just want to make sure we set the context right. So uh, I know you've been talking about distracted driving for quite a while. I've been talking for about uh, the issue for about six years. So it was uh, six years ago in September that my son Mitchell was killed by a distracted driver. He was uh, in his first month at uh, university at uh, Michigan State University. He was driving up on a beautiful Monday morning. And uh, traffic slowed down, and unfortunately, the young lady behind him on her phone did not slow down. And she uh, she hit Mitchell's car and drove him across a, a very narrow grass meeting in town, coming traffic where he was uh, hit by a truck and, and killed instantly. And um, you know, it's just it's such a horrific thing to go through. And you know, one of the first questions I ask people is, you know, why uh, why does it have to happen to you? Why does it have to happen to your family before you change behavior? Because of course, my my behavior and my uh, family's behavior has changed significantly. The other thing that we, um, you know, quickly learned is that you, know, you think this is such a freak accident, and then you start to do the research, as you, as you gentlemen have done, and you see that it's um, a very common occurrence. Um, you know, the stats are horrendous. Um, you know, well over forty thousand people killed on the highways of the U.S. Uh, uh, last year. It's getting worse this year. Um, you know, the stats say that uh, um, uh, ten people every day are killed by distracted drivers, but we all know that the 
the stats are way underreported. So we know that the numbers probably closer to 50 and um, you know, that's uh, you know, that's um, it, it's hard to substantiate, but law enforcement insurance agencies know that the number is much larger. So you think about a problem that's, that's killing 50 people every day, you would think that it would get a lot of traction and, and a lot of attention. Now, as you said, um, you know, in the eighties and nineties, uh, I think people recognize the dangers of uh, impaired or drunk driving. Uh, laws were changed. Mothers against drunk drivers were very active in the courtrooms to make sure that, you know, stiff penalties were enforced and, you know, slowly over time, uh, behavior changed. It's not perfect yet, but I think most young people would say they wouldn't get in the car um, after drinking. Uh, everybody realizes that not only is it dangerous, but it's also a social stigma. I mean, people, people just know that uh, you, know, you don't want to be seen as somebody drinking and, and driving. Yet here we are talking about distracted driving and all the data would say that it's um, every bit, if not more dangerous than drunk driving. Um, the fact of the matter is when you look at a text, it takes about five seconds to process that information. And then those five seconds at highway speeds, you're basically blindfolded and you've all seen and, and your, your listeners have all seen just how bad people are driving when they've got their, uh, their eyes looking down at their phone rather than up at the road. So we, we know that it's extremely dangerous. The, the, the stats are um, you know, just horrendous and uh, you know, it's happening to people every day. So you talked a little bit about legislation. Our, um, our focus is uh, at Kieber Foundation is uh, three pillars, one of awareness, one of technology, and one of legislation. Um, awareness is things just like we're doing right now, talking about the issue and making sure everybody understands it. And as painful as it, as it is for, for us to tell the story for all of the victims' families, we know by telling the story, hopefully it will make people understand and that will create awareness. Of course, there's many other ways, social media, billboards, um, activities in schools that we've been doing to help with the awareness issue. Um, technology, I think let's hold that uh, discussion up because I think you um, gentlemen have some ideas and I, we have some ideas as well we've talked about on technology. But the legislative piece uh, is a long way of getting to your question. The legislative piece I think is very interesting because I do think it's very analogous to, uh, to drunk driving. Um, I think um, we believe that if there were stiff laws for driving um, while using the cell phone, we think that uh, it could follow the path of, of um, uh, impaired driving and eventually change behavior. So we have um, a program across the country called Hands Free USA and in each state, uh, for example, in my home state, it's uh, referred to as Hands Free Michigan. These are a set of bills that basically make it illegal to hold the phone while you're driving an automobile. So it's acceptable to use it in a, in a hands-free mode through Bluetooth, put away in a console. But um, uh, if you're holding a phone while driving a car, it becomes a primary offense and uh, you can be pulled over, ticketed, and fined. So those laws, of course, in, in, in every developed country around the world, by the way, that's commonplace. You wouldn't think about holding your, car, your phone while driving a car in Europe, for example. Yet here in the States, we, we don't have laws across all the states. Uh, these hands-free laws have been implemented in 24 states in the U.S. In each of those states, the um, crashes have been reduced, the fatalities have been reduced. In many cases, insurance rates are reduced. So there's a lot of good that comes from these bills. Um, unfortunately, we have to do it state by state. And um, in every state, there's some, some, uh, some people and some groups that will oppose these things. And the legislative process is really broken in this, in this country and broken in most of the states. So unfortunately, we're fighting in every state right now to get these bills passed. We, our goal is to have uh, hands-free um, USA, so um, good, um, enforceable, effective hands-free laws in every state in the country. And we think with that, we can really start to change behavior. 
Steve, I, I know you and I have had a conversation regarding the use of hands-free devices, which I, what I like is that if they're not holding the phone, then they're not going to be texting and tweeting and emailing and things like that, which is so dangerous. Every study that's been done is if you're doing anything alphanumeric, you are 23 times more likely to crash. Not 23%, 23 times more likely to crash. That is the proverbial, it's not a matter of, uh, of, of if, it's when. Um, uh, I, I, I think that the hands-free laws are a step uh, in the right direction, and uh, I mean, I would love to see total ban across the entire world, you know, uh, as, as not, not hands-free, not hands-set, nothing, you know, just put the damn thing away uh, so that, you know, and drive. That's what, that's what your focus has to be on is just driving. Uh, so uh, I appreciate all that you're doing, what the Kiefer Foundation is doing. And I just want to say again, and I, I know I've, I've had this conversation with you, I am so sincerely sorry for your loss of your son. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and, but I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you're out here spreading this message because it's so important. And, and this is happening every day. Families are being affected like this every day, every, every hour of every day. And, and you think about that, it's just ridiculous. We, we need to do better. We need to do better. So thanks thanks for what you're doing. And uh, again, it's, it's, it's really a pleasure getting to know you. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, as you notice, I'm, I'm wearing this Just Drive logo. And uh, if you go to our website, you'll see this whole Just Drive initiative. It was kicked off uh, a year ago uh, on the 4th of July weekend by our, our good friend Tom Brady. Uh, and basically the message is quite simple. Uh, when you're behind the wheel, put down the phone and just drive. And you're exactly right. You know, I mean, the, the experts in this area will tell you that even, um, you know, hands-free, when you're talking, when you're having a conversation with both hands on the wheel, looking at the road, uh, the cognitive distraction is, is almost as bad as looking at the phone. So we know that when people are, you know, absorbed in the conversation, um, even hands-free, that it's quite dangerous. But uh, as you pointed out, I mean, as difficult it is, as it has been to get legislation passed in these 24 states to just eliminate the ability to hold the phone, imagine trying to go to the next level and have it, you know, completely, you know, no use of the phone. Right. So it, exactly it is uh, unfortunately a, a one step at a time. But um, I, I do think that if we could get people to not be looking at the phones, I think that would go a long way. And, and again, as I said, the, the data, the data confirms it, um, you know, we have data in all 24 of the states that have adopted these laws, and they work. I mean, not perfect, but they, they work, and you know, every life that we can save is certainly uh, important. We had an episode on where uh, Tasha Hairston Springs was on, um, and, and uh, she shared her story about how she was involved in a, an accident where she was using her phone. Um, and she talks a lot about how um, people are addicted to their phones. So it's a very good point that we need to start with the legislation to, to put the phones down. Um, and, and that's a great start. Um, the next step is, is put the phone away. Um, on that episode, we also had somebody talking about technology that's available that disables the phone, um, except for certain apps that are allowed like uh, music and, and navigation. So, um, you know, we can talk more about technology. I just wanna uh, add my condolences and, and um, but also thank you for uh, what you're doing um, to keep our roads safe. Um, I will share that, you know, I'm teaching my daughter how to drive and my son's next. And the first thing I have them do is get in the car, put on the seatbelt, adjust the mirrors and put their phone in the glove box. So um, they, they seem to understand that. And um, 
and they both love using their phones. So um, it's going to be a, a challenge. So, uh, but again, I really respect what you're doing and, and uh, thank you for that. I appreciate the condolences. And, you know, we, we just feel as a family that, you know, when you, when you lose somebody, you got to decide what are you going to, what are you going to do? Are you going to destroy your life? Or are you going to do something to, to honor uh, you know, Mitchell's young life? And I am, um, you know, Mitchell always wanted to change the world. So we always say every day we're, we're changing the, changing the world uh, on his behalf. And we know he's helping us uh, from, uh, from, uh, from a better place. So, um, but um, back on the technology points that you made, um, you know, we did uh, uh, try to get a national uh, do not drive distracted day. It was October 20th uh, last month and uh, had a pretty good turnout. It was the first annual, but basically it was encouraged everyone to use the, the tools that you just mentioned. Um, do not disturb mode on your Apple phone. I think it's called uh, uh, safe drive on the, uh, on the Android phones. But, um, you know, all the operating systems have them. They can block uh, incoming calls and allow people to not be disturbed while they're driving, which is very important. But I think even more important is uh, it sends an automated text to the person who has, has, has reached out and says, hey, I'm driving, please, um, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you when I'm in a safe place. And I think that message is really important. I mean, not, not just that they see that someone's going to call them back later, but that people are really taking this serious. And you can personalize the message, of course, I uh, Personalize mine will help us bring them to distracted driving. So I think those are really good basic tools that everybody has at their disposal right now. If they, if they for some reason can't just completely put away the phone. And there's there's one other I wanted to mention because I've really been um, promoting um, the Safe Drive apps. Um, you, uh, we have a partner um, at our uh, foundation called Cambridge Mobile Telematics. They they produce the app that's um, the backbone to about 15 of the insurance company Safe Driving apps. And you all see the commercials, but I don't know how much people really are paying attention to what these commercials are saying. Basically, um, my insurance company, if you download this app on your phone, uh, they give you a 5% discount on your insurance. If you get your whole family to do it, they give you a 10% discount. And if you show 90, 90, uh, a score of 90 or better, you get a further reduction in your insurance rates. So it's this, instead of a, um, uh, a negative enforcement of, of, of legislation, which we will continue to do and make sure that's in place, this positive reinforcement of a significant savings in your insurance rates by having this app uh, turned down on your phone is really a great incentive for people. Um, and, you know, we're just encourage every, encouraging everyone to use them. So I think every major insurance company now offers those discounts. It's a, it's a very simple app. It's um, constantly monitoring how you're driving. It looks at, um, you know, hard braking, hard accelerations. It looks at phone use and it looks at speeding and basically gives you a score. So it's, um, that too is addictive. I find that, you know, once you turn that on and it's got a bit of a social uh, aspect to it, so you share it with your family members and all your friends, people start competing for higher scores. And um, it's really starting to, it really has a potential, I think, to change behavior significantly. So we're encouraging that as another readily available piece of technology for, for people to, to use. I like what you're saying is that you have the, you know, the three pillar, um, the three pillar approach to uh to uh reducing uh distraction which i think is a spot on there is no one silver bullet it has to be many different uh methods to uh to to get people to to get the get off the phones while they're driving and uh you uh, you know i always say it should become a stigma just like impaired driving is you know people say oh you know if you got arrested for drunk driving that's kind of a stigma people go oh, you know you got arrested for drunk driving well that should be the same thing for, for phone use and distraction. And, and, and I know that 
in our in previous conversations, and I think you may have even used the analogy when you um, uh, did your presentation at Nets. I think you compared it to smoking on an airplane. Would 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 you would you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, you know, there's a there's a section in my presentation that you're referring to that's all about changing behavior, and you know, I think uh, behavior has has changed as related to, to drunk driving. But the other example that we use is smoking in public places, and there's a picture in my presentation that shows the smoking section of an airplane. So right. people of uh, of my age will remember the day when there was you know a smoking section yeah. and a non-smoking section on airplanes, and people you know there, there was there was not nothing nothing thought you know inappropriate about it. You know, imagine today you're sitting on a plane and you light up a cigarette. I mean, the whole plane would you know would would be would be an uproar, right? So um, we've changed that behavior right. completely, and not just that. I would say in you know in public places, in restaurants, or you know in in, uh, in offices. Right. I mean that that has changed really quite quickly. Um, I'm also smiling because I'm remembering there's a, there's an ad that I always use in the presentation that um, show it's an ad from the '50s and it's real. It's a Winston cigarette ad. And it shows a pregnant woman smoking a cigarette. And uh, it, it, the, the caption roughly says this. It says, people are always talking about smoking while pregnant, um, having an impact on the, the, the weight of your baby. She says, talk about a win-win-win, a small baby, an easy labor, and the great taste of Winston. And I mean, that was that was real in the 50s is, you know, smoke cigarettes <laughs> and have small babies. And we laugh about it now. So I dream of, and, and by the way, I feel, you know, things happen at, at lightning pace these days. So I dream that, you know, we can do everything we did for drunk driving or smoking in a much shorter period of time with social media. Things go viral quickly right. and, and, and behaviors and information travels much more quickly these days. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, five years from now, people are saying, I can't believe that they, you know, they let you look at a phone in a car when you were driving. I mean, it's just insane. You'd, you'd never consider that. That's what we have to get to. I also show a slide in my presentation um, that has a, a young lady holding her phone and it animates into a gun. And I, I, I say it because I was trying to get to, you know, this is me at a traffic light. When I look over and I see somebody on their phone, it, it's visceral. I mean, I, I, I get I get anxious and I just feel like you're, you're sitting stopped safely at a, a red light, you think. You're looking at a phone and you think that that's okay. And for me, it's like, you're going to kill somebody. I mean, it's just, it's, it's that dramatic for me. Now it's that way because I lost my son. So how do I get everyone else on the road to feel the same way? And that's, you know, Phil, that's your, I can feel it in your, uh, in the emotion in your comments. That's what we have to do. We've got to make everyone feel just as uh, indignant about how, 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 how horrible this is. And Steve, I think when we had that conversation and that's, you, you did hand me this, or you gave me this and, 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 uh, and one of the things I learned about myself is that when I do see people doing what I call knucklehead moves behind the wheel, including using the phone and everything, my attention is drawn to them. And then that's actually creating a distraction for me. So I've had to learn to you know, like let it go. And you said, you handed, you gave me that and you said, hold this up. And that is a great approach, I think. So I see that knucklehead on the phone. I'm just going, hey, just drive, you know? And it's not offensive. It's not creating that, you know, road rage situation. It's like just, just drive. Hang up the darn phone. Uh, and it, it's a, it's a fantastic message. Well, I appreciate that. We originally um, introduced it. Uh, we were at a conference in, uh, in uh, Mackinac Island, in 
Florida and Michigan in a, in a hot summer period. It was a legislative conference, and we came up with this idea that people could use hand fans. So that's that's officially what this is. Uh, but we know how people use them, and um, I'm glad you mentioned road rage because I think showing this to someone, I, you know, I think people get it. Um, some people are still quite offended by it, but it's much better than some of the hand gestures that are often used when uh, you're trying to call somebody exactly. out for bad behavior. Um, on the, on the behavior piece, though, also, and by the way, with mine, I uh, I lodge mine in my in my passenger window uh, so people see it and uh, I can just kind of look at them and look at it and hope that they get the idea. But uh, everyone's got to got to handle it in their own way. But um, you know, back to this uh, awareness thing, it, it, it's it's another really amazing stat to me is um, you know when we poll people, ninety to ninety five percent of people know that. Uh, holding the phone, using the phone, they know it's dangerous behavior. I mean, even life-threatening behavior. But then when you pull them and ask if they do it, some 85% say, yeah, occasionally I still do it. And, you know, and people are embarrassed yep. about it. I mean, yeah, but but that's not enough, right? I mean, you know, being embarrassed about it isn't enough. We've got we've to make it so bad that people just wouldn't even dream of doing it and hopefully we'll save lives. Yeah, no, they need to be more than embarrassed. They, they We need to make this something that, that is just um, uh, where you said in, in a few years, hopefully people will just be like, I'm amazed that anybody ever did that. That's where we need to be. Um, and I think the problem is, you know, with, with the addictions that we have to these phones, um, they just need to automatically get disabled when the car's in motion. That's That just seems to be the way that, that it should work to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's right. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate your, your audience and I really enjoyed it. It was my first time going to this, uh, this next, uh, conference, but, um, it, um, it, it's, it's really, uh, great to see, uh, you know, a subset of people that are, you know, say highway users that are, you know, the, the, the fleet owners and fleet drivers. Um, it's really a great subpopulation to be focused on here because, I do think that, you know, hopefully, and the, the, mostly they're the, the safest drivers out there, I believe. Um, they're um, not only, uh, you know, uh, because their, their companies demand it, but I mean, I, I just think that, uh, you know, there, there's, um, it's, a, it's an easier path to change behavior because people are driving for a living and, and you know, the owners of the fleets have, have a right to tell them that you, know, you can't use a phone while you're driving or have a right to maybe monitor their, their behavior with the in-vehicle cameras. I know it's a bit of a controversial topic, but you know, there's a lot of great technology out there with driver monitoring that's you know, actually in production for you know, some vehicles that are using it for some semi-autonomous behavior like the, like the Cadillac um, Escalade with Super Cruise uses this um, in-vehicle camera monitoring that looks where your eyes are and alerts drivers when they're, when they're deviating from you know, looking away from the road. Um, these technologies also readily available and um, obviously are finding their way into, you know, fleets first, but uh, I think we'll see it more and more across the, the whole, um, you know, uh, new car uh, new car fleet, which I think will be really great for, for, for highway safety. No, it's a good point. You know, uh, Phil and I are in the fleet industry, so it makes sense that we're going to focus on our fleet drivers. I manage a fleet of a, a, a large fleet with a lot of drivers. I feel that I'm responsible for their safety, the vehicle I put them in, the policies that I, you know, create to keep them safe, and then the enforcement, you know, on that. So you're right, it is easier for me to tell them that they can or cannot do this. And if they do, here's the consequences. It's harder to do for civilian drivers who are my neighbors, you know, driving next to me as I watch them on the phone. It's frustrating, um, but obviously that that's going to be a problem. But yeah, I'm, you know, Phil, 
former police officer. He's seen the consequences of, of these crashes. Um, obviously, he's dedicated his life to safety training. So, you know, that's that's as where our focus is now. And hopefully we can reach our fleet drivers and then hopefully we can reach other drivers as well. Um, I think we have more people that listen to this podcast than fleet drivers. So um, hopefully we're reaching a few people. Well, I think it is safety uh, issues like this. I think they are contagious. I mean, I think the fleet, uh, the fleet drivers, I'm sure they, uh, they're probably uh, huge advocates within their, within their families. Um, I think uh, in a lot of ways, parents with young drivers uh, are, um, you know, they, they do have a say as to how their, how their young drivers drive and they, you know, they have, they have the right to put, uh, you know, driver monitoring cameras and, you know, young team drivers or early drivers. So, you know, one by one, I think we can, uh, we can get many parts of the, uh, of the, uh, the population that are, that are driving vehicles and, you know, eventually here, you know, and hopefully quickly change behavior so that everybody realizes how, uh, how important this is and how potentially dangerous it is. That makes sense. Well, Phil, go ahead. Were you going to um, add something there? Well, as, as you know, we you mentioned, Steve, so you have the three pillars, but I think it, you know, it has to be a multi-layer approach as far as, you know, uh, with, with fleets and things like that, because you can't drive down the road and not see a, a fleet vehicle, a company vehicle. And I think that was brought up when we had our conversation with uh, Mike Pitcher. Uh, there are a lot of them out there. And as you said, Steve, they, those people then, maybe they're going home and saying to their kids, hey, you need, you don't do this. Uh, so maybe they're educating them that way. But the parents are very, very important in this thing, right? I mean, they, they you know, uh, I don't know too many parents who would say, well, you know what, you're drunk, go ahead and drive, it's okay. But yet that same parent will drive down the road using the phone right in front of that child. And and that kid is a sponge. They're going to, they're going to emulate that behavior. So, you know, it needs to start at the family level as well. They need to say, no, you know, we, we just are not a family that are going to do this. I, I'll, I'll, I'll use this example. When I was a kid, I used to sit on the um, armrest in the front seat between my parents. And then I became a policeman. I started wearing my belt. When I became a reconstructionist, reconstructing car crashes, uh, I, I absolutely total advocate my kids would not allow somebody to get into the car without putting the belt on, and that was because of what my wife and I taught them. They wouldn't even think about driving down the road without the belt on. We need to get this, that same level with cell phone use, um, no electronics use. They shouldn't even think that that's okay. That's where we need to be. And, and it starts at the, in, the, in the household. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right, and you know, there's a there's a number of great programs too that are targeting, you know, not just young drivers, but like middle school. Uh, so let's call them you know, passengers. Um, we did a video contest a few years ago, Good. and uh, we decided to select the winner, the winning video. It's it's actually kind of a cute, sort of catchy uh, song with some sort of Muppet characters. And our idea was, you know, if, <laughs> if kids understand this, you know, as in, in elementary and middle school, and I can't tell you how many times people, have, you know, parents have told me. Geez, you've really brainwashed my kid. Now I now I got my you know I got my ten year old kid calling me out for touching my phone, and that's that's great. I mean that's that's what we that's what we that's what we need, right? Very similar to the Dare program back in the day, right? You know, um, yeah. kids at school were were taught about drug abuse and and that sort of stuff. Well, they started going home and saying, "Hey, mom and dad, you guys are having a beer at dinner. You know, do you have a problem?" Right. <laughs> you know, maybe that's going to be effective. 
I was just going to say when we were thinking about our, our phrase and others have used it, but we really um, spent quite a bit of time, you know, trying a, di a few different phrases. And we often said, you know, for those of, of, of sort of my age, we talked about Nancy Reagan and, you know, just say no. And, you know, that, that was kind of a, there was a generation, whether it worked or not, how effective it was, I don't know, but there's a lot of, you know, 50 and 60 and 70 year olds now that will never forget just say no in the, in the younger days. And we hope that, you know, just drive is as, as easy and as, uh, is catchy and and by the way we launched it uh, a couple of months ago in uh, in the Middle East so now we have Just Drive Arabia which is uh, traveling through Egypt and UAE and uh, Saudi Arabia and we have a team in Korea that's using the same thing so we hope it becomes sort of a, a global simple phrase because you know, as much as we talk about the 40 41,000 people killed here in the U.S. I mean that number grows to about 1.3 million worldwide um, so this is a this is not a, a Michigan problem or a U.S. problem. It's a global problem, and uh, we, uh, we really have to make sure everyone understands it and starts to address it. So, Steve, do you have a, a, a website that sells, like, Just Drive bumper stickers or that stop sign that you've been holding? Is there a way that we can help support people finding that message? Yeah, we um, uh, the, 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 the sales piece of it isn't, isn't really refined. We're a small little organization, but... Yeah, the, uh, the website is uh, mkeeper.org. That's uh, Mitchell's honor. So M for Mitchell and Keeper is K-I-E-F-E-R.org. And you'll find a lot of uh, videos. You'll find our three pillars. You'll find the work that we're doing there. You'll find some contact information. So it's um, we can definitely get, uh, we've, uh, we've printed uh, thousands and thousands of these paddles that we get out uh, around, the, around the country and around the world. And, uh, and there's, there's some apparel and, and, and wristbands and so on. So um if uh if uh, any of your listeners want to go to our website we'll be glad to connect with them and find a way to get them uh, get them what they need to help spread the message i um i, I think it's um you know i think it's uh I, I think it's reasonably effective and um you know that's just uh, again one of the pillars in this in the spirit of awareness that we just gotta gotta get the message out there's a lot of um you know the, the, what we found is that there are a lot of organizations out there and you know, there's a lot of different messaging so we wanted to you want to create necessarily something new the national safety council uses a, a, the same phrase but we're trying to get you know rather than recreating all these different catchy phrases just to get everybody focused on one simple phrase and one let's get on with, right. you know creating the awareness and um you know getting the legislation passed um the legislation i'll just say is has been you know it's it's shocking how difficult it has been i've been at it for four years here in my home state of michigan and um you know the, the the political gamesmanship. I mean, you know, with, with, with people's lives at risk, it's it's just it's just horrific. I mean, you know that 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 forty one thousand that we always talk about for the country about in, in our home state here, there's a, about a thousand each year in Michigan that are killed on the highways. And you know, we know we could save you know I don't know twenty thirty percent of those if we if we really had you know the right legislation and enforcement in place. Yet we've got legislators that are just not you know not taking it serious. Um, and, you know, we've got, I, I think it's, it's um, similar all over the country, but we, we pulled the uh, residents of Michigan. 80% of the residents in this state want this. They want these enforceable, effective, logical, hands-free legislation to make the roads safer. Yet uh, we've got legislators that are just stalling, playing politics, and not getting it done. So um, that's kind of one of our big crusades and one of our, uh, one of our big headaches. And I hope that um, all your... Uh, all your listeners, if they're supportive, they reach out to their their state legislators because this is, these are state laws, these are state issues, and we got to go 
hand-to-hand combat in every state to get it done. And uh, it's not easy, but boy, it's it, it's worth it when you get it done because we hold the same lines. Yeah, it's disgusting, Timmy, Steve, that uh, that this this becomes politicized. I mean, how ridiculous. I mean, it's just, just ridiculous. It should not be politicized. People's lives are at stake, as you said. It's like, enough. Enough with the politics. Just, just, just get it done. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because uh, I was going to ask, you know, what are some of the roadblocks to getting this legislation passed? And, and unfortunately, that's one of them. Um, Mike Pitcher was on our uh, last episode, and he's been, you know, trying to get legislation passed in Atlanta for a long time. It took forever to get that going, and it's just it boggles the mind how uh, uh, it's so difficult to get that passed. So um, definitely, we'll, you know, everybody listening to this or watching this, you know, talk to your legislators, go to your state, right. tell them that you want this to be passed, and, and try and get it to happen because yeah, it's crazy. We need it out there. You know, we were. I'm glad you brought that up because we worked with Mike and then some of the legislators in uh, in Georgia, you know, what was referred to as Hands Free Georgia. Um, I work with an organization called StopDistractions.org. Uh, they they work in every state uh, on these, and you know, it, it was very hard to get it done in Georgia. But I tell you, I mean, the data is incredible. Uh, in the month coming into the law being effective, the distraction rates just dropped completely. I mean, it's it, it when you tell people that. This is a behavior that's illegal and you're going to be fined and you're going to be ticketed and you actually have some enforcement plan. It's amazing how, how well it works. And Georgia is a great example. Um, you know, there, there's great data in all the states that have, that have adopted, uh, adopted these laws. So it's, uh, you know, and as you, as you said, it, I mean, it should not be controversial. I, I look at the way people are arguing about, you know, something truly controversial like abortion or, or marijuana or drug laws. And you say, okay, I, I get that there's kind of, you know, the, the country's divided on these things. You don't find anybody that says, hey, I'm fully supportive of distracted driving and you know, killing people on the roads. Yet you still have people that just, you know, play politics and somehow you know, come up with excuses to not get it done. And, you know, for me, it's just, you know, you know every day, right? Every day, another 50 people that because we didn't get this done today, another 50 people are going to die tomorrow. And it's, um, it's just a, it's, a, it's an awful thing to, to think about it that way. We try and keep these podcasts to about half an hour or we lose our, our attention span uh, of our listeners, um, which, which makes sense. Um, any uh, closing words that you want to put out there, Steve? You know, I mean, the message has been perfect. You have a lot of call to action there. Is there anything you just want to end with that, that you feel would be important? Well, first, I just want to thank you for giving me the, the time to talk about this with you and with your listeners. Um, you know, I usually say, first and foremost, it's about personal accountability. I mean, it starts with you. I mean, you, you got to be willing to say, I'm going to be an example. I'm going to be a, a leader on this. I'm putting my phone away, and I'm going to then make sure that my loved ones, my kids, my spouse, and everyone I know does the same. And, you know, we're hoping that it'll, it'll, it'll be contagious. If we can get that first step done, that would go a long way. And then second, I would just say for people that are, are willing to put some effort into it, you know, become an advocate and reach out to your legislators because, um, you know, it, um, even when we get the laws implemented, there's still a lot of work to be done on making sure that, you know, law enforcement has the tools they need to, and the, the number of people to actually enforce this. And um, much like your example with Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, uh, a lot of times it, it probably wouldn't have worked back then if there wasn't a bunch of these women in the back of every courtroom saying, you are not going to let this young person off. They were driving drunk and someone just like them killed my child and I'm not going to let it, let it go. That, you know, that, so there's all kinds of advocacy and, um, you know, if you're, if 
your listeners are uh, at all motivated by uh, by any of this, have them uh, reach out to uh, either mkifo.org uh, or one of the other fine organizations that are working on this cause and uh, get involved because it's uh, it's worth it. I uh, I just dread to think about the people who are waking up, um, you know, losing a child tomorrow and saying, "Boy, I wish I'd have done more uh, to to stop this." Because uh, as we keep saying, I mean. Every day there's another 50 families that are going to go through this and it just, uh, the holidays coming, we just, um, just hate to think of it that way. So thank you for the time and thank you to all your listeners for, um, for, for, uh, for listening and more importantly, getting involved in helping us uh, breakfast. Yeah, well, thank you for your message. I appreciate that. Phil, do you have any um, final thoughts? Thanks, Steve. I uh, appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you you and your organization are doing. Uh, I would love to see it get to a point where, yeah, we talked about that uh, technology. Uh, I'd like to see that technology be just standard equipment on cars as they come down the line, right? Uh, that that as soon as you get in your car, your phone doesn't work. That'd be beautiful, right? And that's that's where we need to get, you know, to to to, to something uh, to to that level. Um, I'm just hopeful that if we just keep doing what we're doing here, Steve, Bob, maybe we, we can make a difference and we can actually see this uh, move forward. So thank you for all, your, all of your efforts, Steve. I, I truly do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you both. Yep. yep. Thank you. And with that, I think we're going to sign off. Bill, thank you so much for uh, partnering on this uh, podcast. Steve, thank you for joining, and uh, we'll help get your message out there.